0: From VentureX Studios, it's JP, Kathy, and the crew. All
1: right, is it Friday already? <laughs> As I look to Nathaniel, and he's like, "I think so. I'm pretty sure." <laughs> well, good morning, and welcome to JP, Kathy, and the crew. Um, are we? I'm not getting my notifications on social media, Nathaniel. Are we live on all of our feeds? Um, yes, should be. Okay. Well, okay, let's, it should be, we don't want to have to start over. So let's check, let's double check. You do? Okay, you see? Okay. And here we are. And I see Brad's smiling face. Yay. Oh, can you change out the – I forgot to ask you to put in just J.P., Kathy, and the crew for the description. Okay. So, okay. So, this is – it's a Friday. It's Friday. Can you tell? So, we've still got the lawyer show description from yesterday. So, there you go. No, so No
2: worries. Brad is no not worries. an
1: attorney, and he does not pay, play one on TV. But he does have a fantastic – resume. So let's get, um, first of all, good morning. Welcome to J.P. Kathy and the crew. So glad you have joined us on this Friday morning. Um, very excited. We have our 2000 Miss Texas, um, who is one of the Forever Miss Texas. Um, they consider, if you've worn the crown of Miss Texas, you're considered a Forever Miss Texas. You
2: always wear the crown.
1: Yes, and, and the sash, you know, there you go. Um, and so uh, we've got Tara on today at 8.15 and uh, very excited to be interviewing her today. And what's interesting is um uh, uh, timing is everything. And, you know, we've tried. Um, first of all, I've got Brad named our studio. Good morning, Brad. How Good morning. are you, my friend? Good I'm doing morning. Well. I'm doing well. So we're about to have a great time. Uh, JP had a 730 meeting in Mesquite. So um, Brad is actually, he was going to be our guest today. And we were going to be talking about small businesses, U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, I mean, Brad's got such a resume that we're going to have to have him on several more times here over the summer. So there you go. Fun, so, fun, fun, so fun. Good stuff. Good stuff. But we are. Um, uh, it it actually worked out. It's so funny. Like we talk about how timing is everything, and and we've been trying to get Brad on the show, but just schedules have been crazy and everything. Well. Um, ironically so you've got vast chamber experience and we're going to talk some about that here but then the forever miss texas who was miss texas 2000 she is actually currently the ceo and president of a chamber of commerce here in the state of texas and she's going to talk about that so i thought of all the days to have Brad right. on
2: right? That's a day crazy. that
1: we have a former Miss Texas who's in leadership with the chamber. You're in leadership with the chamber. So I'm like, what a, what a small world, but, um, let's see, Brad, but she's has, Miss
2: Texas. Yeah. because so yeah,
1: okay, She's got that on. Yeah. I mean,
2: she's, she's got she that on. The, yeah. She
1: won. <laughs> yeah. She's the winner. So, uh, so Brad, um, he's got a BA in journalism and MA in dispute resolution and conflict management. And it's interesting because um, I knew a lot about your background. I didn't know that. We might want to do just a separate show we can. talking about that because. That's a whole thing in and of itself. It is. Uh, you know, it really, that's a whole other topic. Um, Brad is extremely unique. Um, I met Brad through um, somebody who many members of the crew knows, and that is Susan Fisher, who is just one of my favorite people in the world, a dear friend. Um, awesome, awesome, She person. was a mentor. I know she's been a mentor to you.
2: Absolutely.
1: Well, back in the day when I was first... Gosh, when I was like 21, 22 what? God, young. Back in like nineteen ninety-one or somewhere around there. I think maybe the first time she and I met each other was at the convention in ninety-three. I think that. I think that's right. Nineteen ninety-three. Yes. Okay. And she ended up being a mentor to me over the years. So it's kind of, we've got awesome. multi-generational right. Susan Fisher men, mentees here. Um, Uh, You know, and she is the one who said you've got to meet this guy Brad, young Republican. You know, super guy, really talented. And so, um, you know, and we hit it off immediately. And I just, um, so Susan, thank you. We love you. Thanks for introducing Brad and I. We appreciate that. (laughs) Oh, there's your camera. (laughs) Thank
2: you, thank you, Miss Susan Fisher.
1: (laughs) Okay, so Brad owns, and I'm going to let Brad tell you more about Brad. He owns multiple businesses. He's got a very unique, diverse background. Um, For those members of the crew who are sports fans, this young man has sports chops as well. So it's kind of one of those things. You meet Brad, and every you're like, "Oh, you did that too? You did that too?" And I'm like, "How old are you? You know?" And I think you're you're only you're 32.
2: So I'm 32, but sometimes I feel like I'm 92.
1: (laughs) That's that's what I you. that's what I always say. Um, so let's talk a little bit before we have Miss... Sure. And if you'll let us know when when um, our forever Miss Texas 2000 is in um, in the waiting room. But in the meantime, let's kind of talk about your background because you are local. You were um, you grew up and went to school in the Plano area. That's right. So and you're an SMU graduate as well. That's right. uh, is your master's from SMU as well?
2: Right. So I so let's
1: th- let's go back to growing up, all okay. that kind of good stuff.
2: So. Basically what it is, I was born in Dallas, Texas, you know, then I was raised in Plano. I went to Plano West Senior High School and, you know, being from North Texas, club soccer is is huge. So I grew up playing club soccer Yep. and then kicking footballs Yeah. and um, I was a quarterback too, but then I I was told, you know, I wasn't going to be taller than five foot six. So that... And you're like, yeah.
1: at a certain age, then yeah, that may, tenth might grade, impact you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> 10th grade, I was done. You're like, that's okay. it. <laughs> that focused just on kicking, and I was recruited. You know, I went yeah. to Plano West, and that was one, when you huge did that, I did well. I didn't so- miss a field goal. Huge
1: soccer, huge, huge football. football. Exactly. Um, I, and anybody who's from this neck of the woods, I mean – Friday night lights. Friday night it's lights. It's real.
2: It is real it's in Texas, real ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and then, you know, you know I, I did well at playing the West. I yep. didn't miss a field goal or extra point in two years. And then I got, you know, offers to play in college. So I played at Texas Tech my freshman year under Mike Leach, Coach Mike Leach, Red oh, Raiders, guns yeah. up. We okay. won the Gator Bowl.
1: I didn't realize that. And
2: then I transferred to SMU.
1: Okay,
0: gotcha. And then I
2: won a bowl game with our with, uh, coach June Jones in 2012. So we have
0: some rings on.
2: Yep, this, you know, got a couple rings on, and then and then, uh, but I was also doing soccer at the same time. Right, It's an important part of my life. So I was always coaching, and I was always involved. And I started dreaming big. So, coaching and doing philanthropy and starting these ideas. This was from you know back in the day from Texas Tech all the way to SMU undergrad. Right, you know. So
1: this start, so you're because you're one of those that um, okay. Obviously, you and I met through political connections, but as I've gotten to know more about you. Philanthropy, helping others, um, you know, giving people a hand up versus a handout, right. empowering people. Right. You're all about that. And you tie that into every single one of the businesses you own as well.
2: It's it's it's, it's interesting. To say that. I do and I, but I didn't even realize see when I was the astagia for FC Dallas, which is another thing I had, um, under Shell Simon, very, very right. well known coach Oscar Padea. Huh? And there, I I was blessed because I knew, you know, I'm the first in the history of U.S. soccer and MLS for FC Dallas. So I threw, you know, these free soccer clinics. I figured, okay, you have access to Adidas, these brand reps. So I organized something called Dream Big, expanded on campuses. And we did these camps for these Mm -hmm. kids with mentors. College students were the mentors. They got service hours, but we were able to get the kids goodie bags, awards, prizes from underprivileged communities. So kids
1: who might not have that exposure – and, I, and what I love about that is, you know, sometimes, you know, okay, w- when you get older and stuff, you just don't have necessarily the impact on young people that you do when you're closer to their same age. And I love so that some program. Extent, yes. To some extent,
2: it it changes, you know, but we were called the cool kids, right? Your college kids you are the cool kids. So the mentor mentee (laughs) thing, but you utilize the medium, right? So soccer was one. We did a basketball one. We did a paleontology and archaeology one. So we use passions as our medium and it did so well. We won SMU Big Ideas. We expand to 11 campuses, you know, I mean, it grew vastly and it, it was something that I created, but I also thought it was something that, you know. Helped other kids. And that's what. That's right. that's ultimately why I kept growing. Right. And then at a certain point, then when you start your businesses, I donate to a lot of different right. nonprofit initiatives that I, you know. One, make sure that you know which initiatives they are. But two, you know, whether we want to do an art piece, for example, to benefit American Breast Cancer Foundation. Right. Or if we do one for, you know, Insta College Fund for the, you know, Native American right. uh, college kids. So there's so many different things you can do. So I've got, I've got to stop
1: you, Brad, though. Yeah. Brad, at his young age, is already a renaissance man. I mean, we're talking, you know, politics, sports, business, art. It, and let's talk a little bit about because that's that was one of the most yeah. fascinating things when I was like, wait. Wait, you what and then and then also and Susan's like, "Oh, and Kathy, you'll lose your mind." He had, he had, part of one of his businesses, they make candles, and I'm like, "Wait, what because i'm all about the smell good stuff
2: oh and i brought a candle for you it's in my car don't yes. worry yes i got you one more candles that was a side hobby i had actually during my undergrad days in, in athletics oh but, okay but you can't go to your teammates or your players and say you want to smell my lavender you then, know <laughs> that, so
1: yeah the, and, and we're gonna stop right there because yeah. we've got tara in the waiting room but that's that's great yeah you go to like another dude and you're like so lavender do you hey, think yeah, it goes well with chamomile yeah exactly
2: well, they work that that's a funny story after that
1: i love it all right well do we have tara ready and oh there she is there's her beautiful face tara how are you today we're doing well we're doing well so we've got Tara Watkins with us who was Miss Texas so you're I was explaining to Brad who's our guest co-host today and y'all have got something in common so we'll talk about that in just a second but um, I was explaining how once you have been crowned and you have reigned as Miss Texas you're considered a forever Miss Texas and you were Miss Texas um, it was at 2000 is that correct? Excellent. And do we have her mic volume all the way up? Oh, there we go! I can hear you there. Excellent. So, so let's talk about your time as Miss Texas, and then I want to talk about what your current position is. Because, ironically, of all the days that Brad would be on the show with me, um, Brad's involved and on the board on two boards with the United States Chamber of Commerce. So, you guys, y'all are chamber buddies. <laughs> I, I'm just,
2: I'm just. It's an honor to meet you, Miss Texas. <laughs>
0: I'm I'm honored to be here. Thank you all so much. Yeah, I don't know where 21 years has gone. It's uh, like a lifetime ago. Um, But it's nice to be here forever. Yes.
1: Well, thank you so much for coming on, and let's talk about your time. As Miss Texas, and um, and I'd like to know what your thoughts because I know you still help with judge um, the judicial coordination at the Miss Texas pageant, so you're still very involved in the Miss Texas pageant program. So, first of all, what was it like being Miss Texas in 2000, and then what what have you seen that's changed for the positive with Miss Texas, and what are some of the changes that you like that you've seen over the last two decades? Sure. Well, let
0: me start kind of back with the history of how I got involved. Okay. Sisters, I, And so my dance teacher uh, was always like the closest thing that I had to a sister. She started competing for Miss Texas in 1985. And my family, my mom and I, uh, and dad and I started um, attending Miss Texas to support her. We were very close to her family. And in 1987, she won Miss Texas and then went on to Miss America. We traveled with her. Um, and so we have been attending as a family since 1985. We've never missed a year. Um, My dad passed away now 17 years ago, but he was always right there. Uh, He always joked and said he carried the hairspray. (laughs) uh, I love it. It became a family up here, and it became part of our family and part of our summers. Um, And so when the team Program started, actually, in 1990, I knew that it was something that I was very interested in being a part of. Uh, Texas was actually the very first state to start the team Program. They thought it would be a great launching pad. For Miss Texas and Miss America to be able to get young women involved from the age of 13 to 17, and uh, the teen program uh, to be able to help create leaders and, uh, and teachers, and to be able to, to get them on the track to possibly be one day Miss Texas and Miss America, or to at least give them the tools to be able to um, further their education and to be able to uh, be prepared for any interviews. So I actually entered the teen program in '92. Um, as a fourteen-year-old, and um, then in nineteen ninety-three, I won the title
1: of Teen Texas. Oh, I love and it! I didn't Texas. realize that. That's awesome. That's cool. Yeah.
0: One of six women that has held both Teen and Miss
1: titles. Wow, that's um, awesome. That's really cool. I competed
0: four years at Miss Texas and won my fourth year. And uh, it was a phenomenal opportunity. I made over 450 appearances and spoke with over 400,000. Wow. Employees. Wow. That's a, wow.
1: That's, a, that's a lot of
0: appearances. It's a
2: lot of appearances.
0: <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, my platform is HIV and AIDS, And so I spoke state on living a healthy lifestyle. And depending on the age of child that I was speaking to, uh, it was either about uh, you know, getting healthy, um, staying in school, education, drug-free, all the way up to HIV and AIDS. Um, and I still continue to be an HIV and AIDS. So it was a phenomenal year. I'm mean, very blessed to be top ten at America. And then I'm that former that came and never went away. Um, I immediately started volunteering because the program had impacted my life greatly. And right. I wanted to be able to get back. So 21 years later, I'm still here volunteering. I
1: love it. I, and I love it. You know, it's it's such you that's know That's
2: Texas character.
1: The, amen. That yeah, that's 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 a good Texas girl there for you. Well it, it's one of those things that, you know, since JP and I had you know, once when we were still on the radio and then once we started our podcasting network, we you know, we've really been involved in interviewing you know the current um, ladies who are reigning as Miss Texas, but then we had a chance to interview the ambassadors this year because it's been very, obviously very a very unique year with, um, with COVID, and now we've had this chance to come back and interview ladies like yourself who have have reigned as prior and served as prior Miss Texas um, winners, and it's interesting to see how many of y'all are still involved in the program. I think. Talk to us about the belief system and about what opportunities Miss Texas provides. Obviously, you're a beautiful woman. You know, obviously, these ladies who, who win, you know, they, they're beautiful, but it's beauty inside and out. And at the end of the day, what I've really learned is this all comes down to um, education and building character. I'm a proud graduate of Texas
0: University. I'm very proud to say that I was able to help my parents. Uh, with being able to pay for some of my education through scholarships that I received, not only during the teen years um, but also the this year at East America, um, and so you know it was, I'm very proud of that. Um, but I, I think what the pageant, what so many people don't understand, they just think it's a beauty pageant, and it is so much more than that. You have to be able to come on feet. I always tell the girls that I I have never interviewed for a job that I did not get. And it wasn't because I was qualified for the position. It wasn't because I could check every single box that they needed. But because I had the title of Miss Texas and, uh, you know, Miss America, if I could get an interview, I could get the job. Because it gave me the skills that I needed to be able to talk my way. And I can talk my way into anything and out of it. <laughs> I <Okay>. love it. <laughs>
1: I love it. I love it. Well, let's so let's talk about currently what you do. Um, you are the CEO and president, is that correct, of your local chamber. Is that right? We have about eight
0: hundred and fifty
2: investors and less than a million. Wow. that's That's awesome that's
1: amazing that's just amazing um how did you end up getting involved in the chamber that's funny Uh, after after we finish with you we're going to be talking to brad about his involvement with the united states chamber of commerce how did you get interested in the chamber was it uh, because of your connections with miss texas that you had um a natural inclination to go that way How, how did you end up as the ceo and president of your chamber of commerce
0: I am I'm born and raised in Luskin. Um, like I said, I went off to CCU in Fort and then I actually graduated with a degree of speech pathology. Um, but I had so many opportunities to to me right after Miss Texas. Um, I actually was going to the White House uh, to speak on a national level of HIV and AIDS. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, my, wow. Oh, go
1: out wow. The the oh, my goodness.
0: Out um and they said we'd love to have you but you're gonna have to come on a voluntary basis and we can't pay you and I thought, Washington D C and no money you know but um and so I uh I went to work for Pfizer Pomophysicals. I lived in Dallas and then I lived in Austin. And uh when my dad passed away, my mom fell off of a ladder and shattered both legs. Oh my, oh my goodness. And I kinda went, Okay God, I hear you and I decided to come back home uh with actually um Involved in, uh, I was the marketing director of one of our local hospitals here. We are the county of of fourteen different towns, um, and so we are we had a huge medical community. I worked there for about five or six years, and then the city of Leavenworth actually brought me over and I was the director of the community business so I put on all the events with all the tourism. It was very very happy. Was we there almost ten years and had no desire to leave the city. Um, you know, had PML retirement was <laughs> doing. Quite well. And then the position came up for we the chamber president. Um, and I had probably 20 people come to me asking me to apply. It was a perfect fit. Um, we had had a, a great director that had been here for 30 years. Uh, he retired. We brought in somebody. And it just seemed that they were here for two years and then they would leave. They just wanted us to be at you know, a plate setting on their resume. Right. Hometown, this is my love. And so it was a perfect fit for me to make the transition from the city over to the chamber and to be able to not only promote our community and to help with tourism, but to be able to promote economic development and expansion and things like that. I'm very proud, Brad, know what this is, that we are a five-per at the chamber. Um, and so that takes a lot of work. I would have to apply for that accreditation every five years. Um, and so we were a five-per when I came. We applied and we dropped to a four um, because we, it was my very first year. I, I was baptized by fire. Uh, <laughs> and within six months, we applied and became a five star again. And so I'm really proud of what my team has done because I know that we, we truly earned that status. We weren't riding on the coattails of anyone else. Right. Um, and so it, uh, it's, it's, it's a wonderful place oh. to be. The chamber is really, really active and very involved. We had our first business
2: after five last night that we've uh, had since last February. We had 150 people at it. Um, it was great night. So the chamber is not in I have a quick question, Miss. Um, yeah. Miss, I'm gonna say Miss Texas Emeritus. Miss uh, Texas Emeritus. Uh, <laughs> but here, here's the question: What what kind of adversities did you guys see during 2020? A lot of the different chambers they couldn't yeah. meet in, in person, and and how did you how did you how did you deal with that situation, too? Because that was a, a difficulty across, you know, the country.
0: Absolutely. It's a great question. We are a very event-driven chamber. Um, and so when we could not, you know, I really had to question the relevance of the chamber and were we going to survive and could we make it? Um, and our team literally pivoted on a dime like a battleship. And we became very, very heavily involved in social media and doing videos And we really pivoted our our structure and our view of how we were going to help businesses survive. I have to tell you that 2020 and COVID was probably the best thing that could have happened for this chamber um, because we couldn't be stagnant anymore. We really had to change. We had to implement new programs. We had to become really creative and think outside of the box. And um, our team just really became a family working together either uh, remotely or just our our core teams in the office probably the best thing that could have happened. Uh, We got rid of a lot of programs that we have been trying to sunset for years uh, that just have gotten stagnant and we uh, have started all these new programs. And so within the past about two months, we have started back full time with having people come and um, it's it's been great for us. So I'm very proud of what we did and what we accomplished during 2020. We had a 96% retention rate in 2020. That's,
1: that's incredible, you know, because you hear about so many, um, so many businesses struggling, you hear about things that where people just, they felt disconnected, they felt isolated, they felt alone. And so I think the chambers, and and uncertain, absolutely, yeah, the the, kind of the fear of that uncertainty, like, does my business survive or not? And I think the chamber, and especially it sounds like with your, your local chamber, Tara, that you guys were able to use this and say, hey, and we've talked about this on the show before, kind of yes we know COVID has been a horrible thing this pandemic has been a horrible thing we, there's just no no denying that but there have been some blessings and it sounds like your chamber under your leadership was able to thrive you said right. did i understand you correctly 96 percent you know yeah, uh not, i mean that's you, a, you guys that's the highest I, percentage. i'm i'm just i'm sitting here thinking 96 percent of the folks who were with you stayed with you that's
0: that's, awesome. that's
1: amazing
0: yeah, we're people we that didn't say that it's not because they couldn't say they didn't want to. It's because they said we need to take a break. Um, you know, for the first time ever, we we started payment plans. Um, you know, you you can pay twenty five dollars a month. That's a all-
2: great. That's a great idea. It's- and is that
1: something that y'all? Let me ask you this. So, some of the things that you shifted, they, you know, some of the paradigm shifts that y'all did during the pandemic, are y'all keeping those in place? Yes, we
0: are. You know, we did everything. Uh, live on Facebook, and we've had, we never realized by doing that, you know, if we have an event, uh, like like this morning, have a power networking practice going on, and we've got 45 people in this room, but we're also posting it live on Facebook at the same time. Well, we probably have another 50 watching it live. I love it. So we've had some of our videos actually um, have been watched at least 2,000 times. And they wow. reached thousands. We're going to continue to do both um, live and in person um, because we know that, that people, you know they've got, they're busy, they have jobs, but they might be able to go back later and watch that. So that's one of the things we're definitely admitting. Uh, we also started a podcast um, called Connect, Connecting Chamber to Community. Um, my husband was joking one day, not a little techie guy, and uh, he said, do you think people are going to really listen to a podcast about the chamber? Well, we, we have a ranch, and I have been in the car with him, and I just said, well, I don't
2: know. People listen, listen to podcasts about dirt. <laughs> I love There's it. a lot of different podcasts uh, <laughs> out there, yeah.
1: There's a lot. I love it. Well, I mean, this this sounds fascinating. So, um, will you be, obviously, will you be in the Dallas area over in Richardson for the Miss Texas competition coming up here in June? Because it's back. <laughs>
0: It is back, and i so excited. Um, I, like you said, I'm the judges' chairman, and so I am in charge of 14 judges, seven mess and 17 judges, and um, every move and breath they make the entire week is mine. Um, wow! And, no pressure. <laughs>
2: Yeah, not at all. No pressure.
1: Well, and then let me let me ask you this, because I know JP and I are going to be broadcasting live at least one of the days during the week um, while y'all are out there in Richardson. Um, can we get you live on the show in person uh, when we're out in Richardson to broadcast? Yeah, as
0: long as our schedule uh, will allow that, Kathy, I would love to. So if Yay. you can get me a date and some time, okay. and then I, schedule, I, I would be on to.
1: App, excellent, I'm, I'm absolutely excited about that. It's gonna be a great time. Um, you know, th- this is, um, I went and I helped um, do some judging for the spring uh, workshop that they just had with all the Miss Texas contestants. And you know, the, the young ladies are so excited to be back. You can tell staff and board members are excited to be back. Um, just what an exciting time. And then I have to do a shameless plug. So I think this, I, whoever had, came up with this idea, I think it's brilliant. Um, the Miss Texas pageant for the scholarship portion did a pet photo competition um, and they're splitting the proceeds between texas cares for kids and operation kindness as you know well both my dog my little shiba inu puppy has made the finals um, with some of her photos and then i just figured out congratulations so we practically have a Forever is what I told Susan Shuler. I said, ah, I said, can forever. I hire you as the business manager for Kara? Because she's practically a forever Miss Texas. And then the funny thing is, we've got a bearded dragon, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw him in the scales and ta- scales and tails competition. And Mr. Gus made the finals too. So <laughs> we're having, we're having more fun with that in the house. And I think it's so great because I, and, you know, you talked about this, the Miss Texas pageant. Is so great at giving back and um, just such an amazing organization, and you're living proof of that, Tara.
0: I appreciate it. You know, it, it is all about scholarship, it's about furthering education. Um, and so these girls have to be able to think on their feet. Yes. Uh, you can interview with the judges, there's seven judges and one girl, and those judges are firing questions at her. It can be anything from their resume to pop culture to politics they have to be knowledgeable,
1: knowledgeable about this all. Um, oh, I was, I was blown away when I was, because I did some presentation interviews, um, and these these young ladies, literally, they drew a topic, and they had, I think, maybe not even, but it, I don't think more than 15 minutes to prepare a two-minute speech and come in and give that to a panel of judges. It's a lot of pressure, but these, these ladies were eloquent. They were able to think very quickly on their feet, and you would have thought that they that these were speeches they had been giving for the last couple of years. It
0: you know it just prepares you for life, like I said. It it is. Uh, it's not just while you're competing with life lessons that you can give it.
1: Good stuff. Well, we are so happy that you joined us on JP, Kathy, and the crew, and we look forward to seeing you this summer, and would love to have you back on the show again.
0: Well, thank you so much. Come up to visit us all Brad. It's great to to visit with another chamber. Absolutely.
2: And and I can't wait to see you when you come down here too.
0: Awesome.
1: Awesome. Thanks so much, Tara. Have a great one. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. That was miss Texas 2000. And it's so crazy. She's awesome. She's great. She's phenomenal. I just, these, these ladies are just such powerhouses, so talented. And what I love Brad is that they continue to give back in their communities. Um, I was really, like I said, timing is everything, and then we look forward to seeing Tara. Actually, I need to get an invite to the competition for you because, Richardson, that's your backyard. Yep. You know, you're you're right over. You're not too far from that neck of the woods, so um, we need to have you come out for the Miss Texas competition. You would you would love it, and you'll get a chance to meet Tara and, and all, all kinds of ladies. And, again, I think timing is everything, and the fact that we've got Tara on today, and she's so involved with the chamber, and then we've got you. Let's talk about... You're involved. Um, okay, so obviously you're the owner of several small businesses. Talk to me about being involved in the United States Chamber of Commerce. It's very different from the, right. the local level. You get the you, you know the people. They're your neighbor. So how is it different at, at the you US know Chamber. yeah? How is it different? And then and, and how do you how do you reconcile? Because sometimes, and I've I've been to some United States Chamber of um, Commerce business, uh, you know, meetings, luncheons, things of that nature up in D.C. before over the years, very different than when I go and attend a Frisco or a Plano right, right. Or, or Richardson Chamber of Commerce events. So how do you reconcile those being a very local, you know, Versus you, you love the, yeah, you love the local involvement. How, how do you reconcile the two? You
2: know, the, the, I mean, you said it one of the things that I think is the most important thing is that um, the United States Chamber of Commerce, I mean, the name of it is, is United States. And, you know, one thing that I encourage all entrepreneurs and aspiring entrepreneurs is to join a chamber because it's a great way to network. And it's a great way to, to, to meet people and to grow as a young professional. Yes. So regardless of what you do, it's a good it's a good idea. The United States Chamber of Commerce, however, is a little different. So I'm on their small business advisory committee. And council. So what we do is, is that we meet on multiple zoom calls right now, you know, with different business owners from all across the globe or the United States about, and people with international trade and commerce, people that have small businesses. We have about, we represent 6 million, you know, small businesses in our, in, wow. in the U S economy. And we wow. have, so we help, you know, talk about what's going on, what adversities are out there. Um, You know, anyone can contact me because I went through, it was about five phone call and, Interview process just to get onto that, you know, um, the small business advisory right. council, and and I was I was over the moon over it because right I, I I had an opportunity I seeked it and of course you know Richardson Chamber of Commerce you know I've been a part of and that's right. a little different Then you have your Dallas Chamber of Commerce West Dallas so every community in Dallas you know has 1.3 million citizens for example in Dallas and all there's many different chambers for different niches too you have an arts you know ideas ID IDSDFW, right. it's its own kind of group, but it's also some kind of chamber as well for interior right. design. So that's also another one for like interior designers. So okay. I'm seeing new chambers, you know, pop up. But the local feeling on the national scale, it's I mean, it's obviously a little more. Um, what's what I'm going to use? Serious uh, on a sense of you know national business, you know, six million small businesses. So um, it can get intimidating <laughs> That's a lot.
1: Well, and then I'm going to ask you. And then, oh, the other you one ask, is the task force. Oh, the oh, second yes, one is the task yes.
2: force, yeah. Uh, okay, they, so
1: these are two separate Yeah, I, they put me on two. You so You're like, okay, sure. Right. And, you, and you said yes. I, well, I <laughs> Being did, Being somebody yes. to answer the call, you said yes. I did. They, they
2: asked me if I would be willing to serve on their task force to eradicate human trafficking.
1: And, and this, and this is uh, this is one of the reasons I want to have you back on the show. Let's talk a little bit about that. But then sure. I want to have you back, JP, and I want to talk to you about uh, this is, and we've had a number of um, folks over the years right. on talking about this, and it seems like it's it's never it's a never ending battle.
2: It's it's well, I'm going to say this to regarding human trafficking or if anyone's involved in it. We're coming. Yeah. We're we're coming again. we are probably not watching we don't the take, show. <laughs> we, don't, we don't take kindly in Texas to certain yeah, things. But the yeah. thing is, is that it is a problem. You know, uh, I also was with the Secretary of State, Texas Businesses Against Trafficking. So those two entities as well are great. And it's something that, you know, we're going to fix. We're going to take care of, I think, you know, as Americans and as Texans. So I, I, I have never been more hopeful about that. And I'd love to right. come back and we'll talk more about that at, at that time.
1: Absolutely. Because... The thing with, um, and let's get back to human trafficking, Um, really, really, uh, it's a horrific problem. It is gaining traction, unfortunately,
2: currently. And part of it, so part of it had to do with COVID. So one thing is that, let's say, and, and there's two types of human trafficking. You have labor trafficking, and then you also have, you know, human trafficking, which is usually in a different sphere of uh, less virtue. Let's put it that way for the show. Um, Labor trafficking, you know, you'll see that. They go from here all the way to, you know, Ohio. They use them for farming and agriculture, and that's right in front of you. Right. You know, some is not as easily seen. And when the economy, when we shut down, a lot of people are put under financial duress. And when you have your domestic economy fall, you're going to see a rise in crime and a new world of, you know, commerce which we have to address and that's cyber you know um i think gofundme is a wonderful platform for the right reasons but you would see also and i would see it on the chamber level as well there are a lot of gofundmes that were not real or fraudulent people got desperate in desperate times and then at the same time you have people who are vulnerable and where they you know economy's not open they can't work and they're not getting relief so that's why there was a rise in that in the metropolitan areas you know, it it, it grew. It, I didn't. I couldn't recognize it. You know, and right. six months. But right. at the same time, am I uh, going to sit there and just say, "Oh, I hope something happens," or did I want to take an initiative? So I decided to take an initiative and get involved. And you know, hopefully, you know, I, I I believe we will get you know get get t- get it taken care of at the end of the
1: day. Right. Well, and and again, that's that's one of those things that we're going to have to be vigilant and continue to um to move forward on that. You know, there's um unfortunately with the borders loosening up and we'll, we we're not we're not gonna get all political on you today we can we can do that with Brad on another day as well sure. but but the unfortunately more. you have got people who are vulnerable yes. more than ever um you know I I know somebody who's um, in a line of work where they do a lot of work on the border
2: right
1: recently it has gotten so dangerous
2: right
1: that this individual was furloughed for a time being just because right now they can't guarantee everybody who's used to doing things on the border, which I can't even imagine. God bless the right. people who go down there and do the good work oh, there. Absolutely. Texas God, Department of
2: Public Safety, everybody.
1: God God bless them. But when it gets to the point where it's so dangerous that certain people are being told, Hey, too dangerous right now. Right, there's a problem, well, Brad, so, and let's let's talk about that because that's a real important so this issue is right my now. My take
2: on the border with this is is this, and I want to be very clear when I say this. My stance is this: it is a human rights violation not to have a border because right. what you're doing with not having that border, and this isn't about to me. It's not politics, you know. This is the United States of America. We have to look. You know, I am my brother's keeper. Right. Yes. And yes. we are, we're, you know, the, the, the Hispanic and the Latino culture is part of the Texas culture. We've had six flags over Texas and having no border is allowing for people to be victimized. It allows to people people to be taken advantage of and cartels and have them bring in record numbers of fentanyl and go get coyotes and extort money, you're allowing that to come in.
1: Explain, okay, and explain about the coyotes. And I know we're going to have you on for a, sure. a separate, just for human trafficking. Explain about the coyotes sure. and explain um, that with the fentanyl problem, sure. uh, I've there have been some some it's, good it's kids bad. who God bless them you know went out and and not that I'm advocating smoking pot or anything but there have been some kids who I, I've learned about through like my you know my different my kids you know they're on different through social life. media yeah. sites and they're like, gosh mom I I just saw this thing on TikTok and this this kid was smoking marijuana and it was laced with fentanyl right and they died fentanyl what what one
2: time it, it, it is that's it it's it's probably one of the more scariest things and that I've seen i mean the the tiniest amount can kill you I mean it is God, a drug that scary. is manufactured um it is a drug that is pretty pretty uh pretty horrific and it is coming through the border so again, I say we need a border to protect also our friends we south really of do. the border
1: we really do because
2: because yeah. we're not right. doing them any favors. By doing that, we're um, allowing them to be, because it's a human rights violation, in my opinion.
1: It is. Because we're
2: allowing them, From the coyotes, you know, they ditch people. Yep. They leave them. They do, yeah. kids get, they have they have a phone number tattooed on their arm. And the cartel insignia with another number tattooed on their arm so they can call back and someone's on ransom on the other side.
1: And that's, and that's horrific, you know, and, and not too long ago, and I know, I'm, I know because you're a news junkie like me. I'm sure you saw, like, two kids were just dropped yep, over the yep. fence, and I'm like.
2: With the infrared camera the at night time, yep. Well, they were fine, thank God. Uh, you thank know.
1: the good Lord, they were okay yeah. because I saw that, and I'm like, it was jarring. It was just jarring. Was, and we have a
2: heart. We and have hearts like in Texas. Babies. Yeah, and we mean, have hearts in Texas. And and I think that narrative too that we should we should we should also focus on too is this is we we both the United States they're babies. Yeah, we care about kids, but at the same time we yeah. are not taking care of those kids if we're allowing you know for our border to be used and extorted. Yeah, so I, we have to ex- not allow that to be able to protect those babies from being dropped. What was it, 13, 17 oh, feet?
1: It it was unreal. I mean, I, I I you just think seeing something like that, I'm like this is like a really rough scene you see in a in a movie about the bad guys. You yeah. know about you know about you know cartel. And the girl or something. who drowned
2: too. There's yes, drowned. Yes, and 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 the, and I want to be clear: the Texas Department of Public Safety are, and our Texas Rangers and everybody who's doing their stuff. That God. is state. So our yeah. state tax dollars pay uh, for
1: it. Yeah, and, and God bless and the great people. Units, that's oh, God federal. Bless them. That's federal. Yes. Unit. So yep. so
2: our federal funding goes to that. And I you know, making sure that they're on the front line getting their vaccinations yep. was important. If, yep. you know they wanted to that's important and as well as knowing that, you know, and we have to be engaged to know who's responsible. If we already right. paid for it, let's yeah. get it done. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's something that we have to do. So our state's been doing a good job of trying to help people, but they can't babysit. And I and I've talked to you know many people in the, you know the yeah. Rangers of if they're you know babysitting, they say so to say and processing people. Well, guess what? Another area is open. And yeah. they're not dumb on the other side. Yeah. So we have to be able to. And they
1: know this. that the the other side knows that, and and of that's course. that's where you know folks who are involved at the federal government. And that's where we've got to hold feet to the fire for those people who are you know if you're a a texas congressman and you're not doing your job trust me i know let me tell you and i know i know i'm preaching to the choir with you but you if you are a person who is ignoring to me that you're no different if you're ignoring what's happening in your own backyard in texas it's like pelosi stepping over all of the homeless people that she has to step over in order to get to her gated home
2: right You know,
1: you're no better. You're part, you're part of the problem and not part of the solution. And you need to move on.
2: And and, and I was a high school teacher too. Yeah. You know, and now, and I I had a lot of Hispanic kids. I was a coach. The Hispanic community, I love, I like, I think that DACA was great. I'm going to be on the record and say that. I think DACA, I think DACA Uh, is great.
1: You're a supporter, yes.
2: I am a supporter of DACA, you know, and at that time, because some kids didn't know, you're one years old, you didn't know they crossed the border, but we have to fix this system. I'm 32 years old. Yeah. I have to make sure that I I, I you know I'm going to get married soon, right? Yes. And, to, and, we, and you know to, and, and
1: your your beautiful wife to be, she is just an incredible young lady. And, and so. she and she was born in Mexico.
2: Yep. You know, she came to the United yep. States and here's the here's the deal. I want to see a United States that works for everybody yeah. who's here. Yeah. And at a certain point in time, you know, politics I never thought that I would be on a show talking about the border. But at the same time, <laughs> yeah. We there are things we have to be proactive about and fix, and if we don't do it, well, you know what? At the end of the day, the the, the American yeah. dream I ref- I will refuse to believe is dead. I refuse to believe it. We're well, gonna we, fix it. We've
1: got you know we've got to be able to we've got to do what we need to do to make things right again in order for people to achieve the Absolutely. American dream. Right now, and, and you know, and not trying to get off on too many tangents, but. It's kind of hard not to when I'm talking with you because, Brad, you and I are are adult ADD kicks in when we talk to each other. We're like, we literally are all over the map. I can go back to the chamber (laughs) and we
2: talk about businesses and international trade and commerce. I'm I'm about
1: to have you talk about some other international things. But it's one of those things that, you know, if we don't... we will. If we, we, yeah. We if, will. We will. That's the thing. It. it we have I've, I've
2: never be been more hopeful about our future.
1: Yeah, we have and, to. Be, and I can promise you, positive. right now, we're gonna fix it. Yeah, because you know, you look at just just small things, and and really, they're not small things. At the end of the day, you know, there's I I do a grocery trip, um, and I, I go to the grocery store a lot. That that's like a, my zen. you like my fiance. Yeah, yeah. I just I'll go. I'll be like, oh, I just need to pick up two things, and then I come home with. Candles and, and then stuff you I don't go the need next need. day, yeah, right? Yeah. So yeah. so anyways, but the once once a week trip that I make where there's certain staples I can count on, it's gonna be right around hundred and fifty bucks. I literally can do it blindfolded. I noticed the other day, you know what my bill was? $179. Right. And I noticed several items had increased at least by one dollar.
2: Yep. And gas I'm like, is at three dollars.
1: That's the other thing. Gas, all of a I... sudden I'm like, Well, what the heck? I think I got it for like two eighty nine the other day, and I'm like Oh, well, this that's a Texas. bonus. And I'm like, then I'm like, wait a second. Just six months ago, I was paying next to nothing well, for gas.
2: You know, here, here, we have to be energy independent in Texas. Yes. And not only yes. that, but here's the other deal. If that goes into international trade and commerce, also national security, yep. Yep. in my opinion. it all It's all connected. And so Texas, look, I believe in competition. Right. And you know what? If you want windmills, if you want to do hydro, if you want to do solar, if you want to drill oil, Great, more the merrier, but yeah. you know what, o- you know, oil is the most important thing we have in Texas, yep. and we're energy independent, and we're an exporter, we're yeah. a net exporter, yep. so we don't have to go overseas to Saudi Arabia to buy oil, Yeah. why do I need oil from someplace when I got it in my own backyard? Right, You know. well, and let's,
1: okay, so let's talk about, because you've got a lot of, you deal with a lot of international yes. trade. Let's talk about that. How sure. you know? How do you navigate that? I, it, um, what what are you? You know, you've got to have a business plan in place to navigate international trade.
2: When I started, trade. I didn't. When I started. Yeah. <laughs> And very quickly
1: you realized, oh, I think I need a plan. So (laughs) when I started
2: the candle company, which was a side, you know, hobby that. And let's
1: talk about the candle company because that's, that's of interest to me.
2: So the candle company started (laughs) because it was a side hobby that I had where, you know, I I was at SMU at the time of grad school and I was doing the soccer stuff. I was the SMU director of soccer operations. I was coaching at St. Mark's. I was working at L.C. Dallas. So I get stressed out. So I would go buy these candles at Walmart and the, you know, the candle wax would still be left over. Right. And the wicks dead. Yeah. So, I, you know, I was like, okay, I melted it, poured it in a container, put a wick in it. And I was like, this is kind of fun. So it became yeah. my secret <laughs> hobby. So over, over many years of, you know, like I said, D S D and coaching and DCC, I mean, you imagine the stress of bureaucracy. Oh, right. So I had over 500 candles. And my, oh friends, my, my friends were like, Brad, this is a problem. You yeah. need to sell this. We're
1: doing an intervention. In a, you need Too to sell them, many yeah. candles. So,
2: so we went <laughs> to a farmer's market, and we sold out in two hours. And one thing was wow. there were people that were in the industry, you know, that got a hold of them, they, and, and I went to World Trade Center. And, I, again, I'm in athletics, you know, yeah. college football, soccer, I go to World Trade Center and I'm like, this is an empty mall. What is this place? Uh, you know, yeah, and then what is this? and then and then I go in there. It's showrooms and it's wholesale versus retail. I'm like, oh man, if people knew the prices, there'd be riots. You know, so you learn oh. how how the whole system works. Right. So, but then there's some things that I'm very firm about too, and I and I do think that our elected officials should understand this and implement it immediately, yeah. because I don't like it well right. I might get in trouble with some people in the World Trade Center, but I don't care. Wait, so, Brad
1: getting in trouble? What? I mean, <laughs> it is, I,
2: I mean, for me, it's Texas and America first and also American business first. Amen. So Amen. Any, any company that's subsidized by a foreign, you know, or any company that's subsidized by a foreign company that competes with our domestic manufacturers, no. Get yeah. out. Yeah. Get out. No, yeah. I don't like it. Because when I started my candles... I didn't know, like, you know, I have a glass right here. I'm like, oh, well, I like this design. Well, my candle, when I, and everything we do is made and manufactured in Richardson. Right. My company started there. Yeah. I didn't know what a triple net lease was. Like, you know, I was learning I do now. But then the <laughs> supply chain, we will always have a supply chain. No matter what right. anyone tells you, you're going to have a global supply chain. Right. Whether that's semiconductor manufacturing, we can do a better job of intellectual property, you know, maybe spreading it out. And the next biggest one, besides China, is going to be Vietnam. Right. which a little, right now they re- reroute some things there so i thought it was unfair if my right. product i made in the usa was 11 dollars, and then overseas three yeah so if you're a buyer for a retail store
1: well, where are you gonna go yeah, yeah. it's
2: difficult you gotta yeah. be a good salesperson on that one so yeah. i had to create my candles to be very unique and yeah. i had my music playing really loud and it was a gentleman was a dear friend of mine who happened to you know be one of the top stoned and geo people in the in the world, really, right? And I detailed my candles with certificates of authenticity, so I would have an amethyst lid. I would have quartz oh, lids, I love and that it. got us from my kitchen to Neiman's in four, under four years. That was my goal. I said, I "Need to be amazing. a and then we got an art line that got into horchow. Yeah, and we yeah, and
1: let's talk about that. And how, how did you get involved in the arts? Uh, again, again, you you got this guy who grows up athletic, you know, and and sports is your gig, right? And all of a sudden, okay, you're selling candles in right. Marcus, and then let's talk about the art
0: world. Yeah,
2: the the art world. So here's the funny thing about just art and this whole story of it is like, for example, when my mom was in grad school, um, she was she when she started, she, she you know was a, a sales rep for Marcus. right? When I was, you know, in her belly, and you know, now she's, you know, she's, she's, she's not doesn't work for Neiman's, and then my fiance, her first job was HR at Neiman's, and then now, oh, and I then, didn't and realize then, that. Yeah, and Very then I was cool. then I was carried by Neiman's as a brand, but just not Neiman's. We also were in a lot of retail stores, um, seven countries, over three hundred locations, and then you learn DBA. What's a DBA? Yeah, you know, doing oh, business ads. Right. Oh, so yeah. sometimes yep. you know people don't know this, but when you go to like, oh, like uh, what's it called a uh, Home Goods or Ross. Right. It's the same company as some of these high-end lines. They just change the labels with DBA because they want to get rid of their excess inventory. Yep. Now, when you're looking at that, and I looked at art— really you know at that time again i started my company with no lo- no loans no lines of credit Gosh, no private equity nothing yeah it is crazy i don't even know why yeah. i did it at the end of the day it was crazy <laughs> i don't advise this for anyone to jump into camp there's not like a candle consultant out there that you can call or hire well
1: there is now you <laughs> yeah, yeah i
2: sure i mean i'm the only one yes that will do it it's a very proprietary non-proprietary industry but art i went to shows and i would see these rugs and they would sell them at, at like eight by ten you can get a design yeah. six by whatever right i was like why can't you do that with art that's yeah. that's literally how i came in with the art company so i went and and i remember i flipped my truck over going to ashley's furniture store after you know like four times yeah and, you know trying to make it to a meeting to maybe get it into ashley's get into this one you get, come up you're like all right so what do people like you know, yep. so I, I'm yep. telling you, I'm not I'm not the most artsy guy. So what do I do? I'm like I'm a coach. Yeah, I get the best I can find. I want to sign this artist. I want to sign this yep. artist. This one. Yeah. So you create a portfolio, and then I came up with the concept of you can get it in this size, thirty six by twenty four, or forty eight by thirty six, or sixty by forty eight, or we can customize it for you to interior designers who may want right. to really do it. So they like that, and. If I had the capital, I would have I was definitely the first one to start this. Yeah. But people got it and then they also started, you know, doing their own, which is fine with me. It's okay. But then it's the, all,
1: hey, the great thing, everybody can live the American dream. Everyone it's all can about do competition. It. It's all good. It is. Yeah, it's all good. It's, all it's good. good.
2: <laughs> but guess what? There are some times in international trade. I, I mean, I've had I've had conversations with people from China that yeah. make 42% of our home decor market. Yeah. And I and I and I'm in, in markets making deals with gentlemen that um, they ended up buying my product at the end of the day. Right. You know, um, from Muradabad, you know, dealing with them. And, and I look at a lot of our international trade and commerce, you know, wiring our transfer fees overseas. We get charged a rate, but yet no other country gets charged. Right. So there's some things we still have to fix. And yep. I hope that, you know, anybody who is elected official understands these problems. Because... Right. You know, Nathaniel, right? Nathaniel, you, you, you know our, our tech guy back here. Yeah, he's the young twenty years old, <laughs> and and I was talking to him, and he he's gonna yeah. be a young entrepreneur. He's twenty. Yeah. We got to make sure that we have an economy that's ready for him.
1: Absolutely. Well, and you know, and you look like Nathaniel. He's really into movies. I'm always saying, hey, just remember, say hi to J.P., Kathy, and the crew when you're accepting your Oscar for film editing or whatever right. the case may be. But you're right. Then there's things, there are things that need to be put in place right now and taken care of right, right. now. If
2: we don't plug one area, another area bleeds.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And speaking of shameless plugs, I've got, I've got, I'm have i going to put this on our feed, but my son's band is playing it. all, he's still, he's very close, y'all, you know, he's less. And two thousand dollars away from his fundraising goal to go to Berkeley College of Music this summer. So I'll stick the GoFundMe link back out on our page. Um y'all know because I've talked about and posted on Facebook, he's been part of School of Rock for years and years and years. Well, from School of Rock he met some kids and he formed a band they're called Everyday People, and they are playing their first professional gig tonight at a f- music festival called a Day in May Festival. Um, it is at it's uh, four twenty four Brian Street in Den tonight. Tonight, yes, from seven till twelve. So, of course. I will be taking a nap from seven to eight and then driving. Four twenty-four, Brian Street in Denton tonight. tonight. And so, like the sad thing is, he his band doesn't come on until ten or ten thirty. That's better. That well, yeah, you're still young. I'm in my fifties, so I'm like that. Used back Uh, in the day, that was like awesome. I'm like. So I'll take a nap from 7 to 8 and then drive to Denton, and then I'll be fresh for the concert tonight.
2: That's awesome. There you
1: go. No, anyway, so really excited. Um, Everyday people, they'll be playing tonight, along with a number of other bands. And these are all, you know, high school-age kids. That's awesome. And um, doing what they love. That's not a
2: shameless plug. And on behalf behalf of the United States Chamber of Commerce, (laughs) I want to say that it's important to encourage them to, To to pursue their dreams so they can become a member
1: of the chamber chamber, down the road i mean you know there you go good times To
2: pursue your dreams and Uh, (laughs) i think that we need to we need to do that more for i I think
1: you're right and so you know we've only got a couple of minutes left and that's why we're definitely going to have you back on because there's so many other arenas that you're involved in that we want to talk about and we do want to dive deeper into the human trafficking um you know that's That's a scary situation, but if you know you're okay, so you're 32. You've you've got these businesses getting ready to get married, all these great things going on. For somebody who is listening to this show and they're wanting, they're they're young, they're wanting to get started. You know, maybe there's somebody um, is watching the show right now. They're like, I'm gonna I'm gonna let my kid who's in college watch this show. Where do you go when you're? You know, I'm in my 20s. I'm in my Absolutely. late teens. Where do I go to get started if I want to be an entrepreneur?
2: The, that's the be- Thank you so much for asking. That yeah, question yeah. This is something I take tremendous pride in. And I encourage you out there, anybody who's listening, if you are, you know, can mentor someone, do it. Yes. Kids and people. Want- I'm 32 years old. I still love to be mentored. But here's, what I, here's the advice I give. Find what you want to do and know the marketplace. Research it. If you think that you want to be in that marketplace, find successful brands and why they're successful is the second thing I say. Yeah. The third thing, make an LLC. Secretary of State website you can go do it. It will it'll protect your company from your personal you know, assets. And guess what? You'll get a Texas, uh, Texas uh, state tax ID, and then you get a federal EIN. And then it's your own company. You own it. And then the last part of that is the capital. And that's where we're going to need to have some fixes with, the, I think, an SBA reform and all this other yes. stuff we're going to fix. But you're going to have capital. So you have to look at what's the marketplace? How can I be unique? What's proprietary? Make an LLC and jump in. Yeah. And I did it yesterday for a, a young lady. I've done it for countless kids. I'm literally because when I started my company, I went to legalzoom.com. Okay. Now I learned and it's 300 bucks. Yeah. For the Secretary of State of Texas, it's three pages. You file it out, you got your own LLC. Yeah. It's your company. Chase your dream. Yeah. But do the research on the marketplace. Always do it and say, how can your brand be unique? Right, right, it can be. and then
1: and then another thing Or I'd like service. To, yeah, your service or your product, yes. exactly. So it can be something tangible or intangible, um, and and for another, again, when we have you on again, I'd like to talk about. Then you know when you when you're rolling that company out, how do you, how do you get your name out there? How do you we're get the word out? We're in a new world.
2: Out? No, we're in a new world now, especially
1: because COVID because it's changed
2: everything. And that's what I was talking, you know, before the show. Yeah. Like the Dan about is this this is a new this is a new world, ladies and gentlemen. Yep manufacturing mass manufacturing and even you know uh, from service industries when people were working from home everything became e-commerce which yes. we need to make sure we have oversight on our merchant services that are you know doing these transactions nonstop because cyber now is a very big thing and it's going to stay here for a long time so we have to adjust for that but you know I'm not. I mean, I'm in the art and decor industry, so aesthetics is super important. But now you've seen, even for from real estate to to law firms to any any company, your online presence has to be there, and it has to be, has to be done well. Giving the younger generation jobs and opportunity.
1: Absolutely. Well, because so they get that. get that. That's super easy for them. You know, um, we've got a, a young man who's helping us with um, by rolling out some new. New platforms for our show and things of that nature, and the stuff that just comes natural to right. him. I'm like, this would be really cool, and he's like, Oh, you mean like this? And he'll turn his computer exactly. around, and he's uh, literally already done. I'm like, y- That's it. Yes, thank
0: you.
2: And, you know? and and that was the last thing I would say about this is yeah. that they're entrepreneurial. They're yes, smart. Our kids absolutely. are smart. I, I love it. I, I'm I'm like. Ten-year-olds, how, how do you do it, man? Y'all, oh me. heck
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, heck yeah! Do not be afraid to go out and ask the kid down the street, or your grandchild, or you know your child who you think. I mean, literally, there's. I used to have um, back one of the businesses I was with a, a few years back. I used to have um, my daughter do my powerpoints for me. She did it ten times better than I did, and she did it ten times faster. So it
2: did was, she get extra it, brownies here uh, or she, something? There, there was
1: some payment there okay, because she, right, she was a shrewd businesswoman back in the day yeah. already you know so she was like she was like okay and I, you know i was like to me it was worth it for what i was billing hourly right. it was worth it for me to pay her because i was able to be to stay on the phone and raise the funds or awesome, do whatever mom. it was awesome, so mom. you know it's just good stuff but um gosh okay so we're to the end of the show to the end of the show hey brad how do people get in touch with you how do they follow you
2: sure yeah um the, it, my in, I have an Instagram, so it's at Brad Nomdar TX for Texas, TX. And then um, my Facebook is Brad Nomdar. Um, our candle company is my last name, Nomdar Decor. And our art house is House of Nomdar.
1: There you go. And, and maybe after the show, you can go in on our J.P. Kathy and sure. crew um, uh, feed and put all those different links Absolutely. in and everything. So if you're in the... Um, if you're in the uh, market for, if you a want gift, advice,
2: if you want to know anything, I'm yeah. I'm your guy.
1: Yeah, I love it. Well, Brad, I always enjoy hanging out with you. You're Absolutely. such a great person, such a good guy, such a good heart, and just appreciate you. all of the service that and you've you done too. and you continue to do. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You thank too. you. I appreciate that. Well love you to the crew. Marvin, Dad, um, Lizbeth is new. She said, she said great, Brad. Uh, Michelle, Elizabeth, who else have we had on here today? Lisa, Tony, um, Fred, Coach Quigley, um, just everybody who's hopped on today and said good morning. We appreciate it. Love y'all. Have a great weekend. We've got um, coming up after our show, we've got This Pink Cloud, and um, they'll be talking uh, more about sobriety and about, uh, you know, if you need help, especially during this pandemic and so many people are in need. This is a show for you. And please feel free to share that out. And then Saturday morning, we'll be with you live for Kiroi's conversation, everything that has to do with supporting our veteran community. And then we'll be back Monday and we'll see you then. Love y'all. See you guys. Be blessed.